I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. The camera will pick up in a department store in downtown Springfield. As Coco walks out of the dressing room, what is the outfit that she is currently in? Um, Some, like, real slick, like, leather pants and this, like, real flowy, pretty blouse. And my hair is actually done nicely. And, of course, I got, like, new makeup palette and everything. I'm clean, and I look great, finally. You go, you pay, you do all of the normal people stuff. Meet up with Art back in Ricky's car. Are you guys just heading back to the mall? I'm on a shopping high, so, like, I don't care. I just have my bags, and I'm just, like, happy. We can go anywhere. You are looking like million dollars. Is there anything else you would like to do tonight? Um, yeah, I did save a couple bucks. Can we stop at the art supply store just so I can have something to keep myself busy with, you know? Ah, of course. That is excellent idea. Oh, before I forget, here is a few extra dollars for art supplies. <laughs> and over another small wad since he's going to be replenishing it later. Yeah. Poor dead guy in a hotel room. Missy, you're able to get fed, head back to the mall, and Jimmy has also had the opportunity to, to get a little bite. On her way back, she is texting two people. Okay. The first one is Calvin. Mm-hmm. With a, I need to see you right now. Meet you at the mall. Okay. The other is Art, and it has the name June Gray. And then I need you to find out everything you can about her. Zero context. That's it. As I'm driving, I'll get the message. I'll pop it out. I'll look at it. Huh. Still driving. Type back in a smiley face. Send it back. Missy, you arrive back at the mall first. Calvin will respond back to you, like, very worried about, is something wrong? Is everything okay? Yeah, I can meet you right there. Do you give him any kind of no more text, nothing? Nothing. Wow. I think silence is better. He blows up your phone a little bit, and then doesn't respond after a minute. You will have a moment at the mall before anybody else gets there. Cheshire is where you left him. One of the books is set off to the side and he is reading into the second book. Jimmy, are you still floating around him after you got something to eat? Uh, yeah, Jimmy will float around there. He's tossing in his mind if you should call Carol, but decides not to. You will see Missy come back. She looks... I don't know. How does Missy look? 
pissed. There you have it. A scowl on her face, clenched fists. She's pissed. But she'll go up to uh, Cheshire and notice that he's switched the other book and just kind of take a seat near there. Doesn't say anything to him at all. Or to you, Jimmy. Sits down, folds her arms, and just keeps an eye out for Calvin. A few minutes will go by before Art and Coco arrive back at the mall. That's where they ended up. Uh, yes, after art shopping. Sure. You guys will come in. You'll see Missy sitting there with a big scowl on her face. Crazy man looking at a book. And Jimmy hanging out with his guys. Hmm. Uh, will Coco um, find a storefront that you like and we will start getting it set up for the short term and then we will look at real estate later yes okay um, do you mind if I just set up in that forever 21 for now of course I do not mind okay I'm just going to roll out with all of my bags and stuff then, if that's cool. Of course, it is cool. It is my way of saying welcome to neighborhood, huh? Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, so, do we see Art, or is he being invisible? You will see Art. So then, as Coco walks away from Art, Jimmy will head towards Art. Hey, um, so how was the outing? You know, it was, uh, it was very enlightening. Do you know that she works for Carol? Yep. And that Carol does not yet know she is, you know? Yeah, I've been contemplating calling her, but I've also come upon some other interesting information that you might like. And I want your opinion on if I should tell Carol or not. Is the say hit me? I have reason to believe the white gangrel is one of the sheriff's deputies. That is interesting information. Why do you say this? Raven informed me that there's another deputy that's a white gangrel that has had issues recently, I believe she said. So we have a girl who works for Harpy turned potentially by sheriff's deputy and was squatting with Bradley Killy. She already seems pretty well connected. Uh, And I have taken the liberty of removing most of those connections, but the connections to our kind of life are going to stay until they find out that she is turned. Well, somebody already knows, but I do not think they are telling just yet, yes? To make sure we don't get in trouble, I've been telling everyone that I've met. So uh, Baron Walters knows, and I also told Raven that she was recently turned. Saying that just so that uh, we don't get accused of turning someone without permission of the prince. 
Well, this is in our territory, so we shall come to that when we uh, when we get there. I will have to make meeting with Baron Abishai. He also knows that she is new in town. I am going to guess it is through your antics that everybody knows, but what did Walter say? Uh, he was more of upset with me because there's an alleyway where there's another murder and seemed to be uh, kindred related. What did it look like? As he goes on to describe it, you will recognize it as the alleyway right by where she was embraced. That is curious. Very curious. We will have to watch that alleyway. That area is very popular for some reason. Hey, Jimmy, I do not think we should tell anybody just yet. I think I have to set some pieces in motion to make sure that you and I and Mischief and even Coco are not going to be thrown under bus. But I think we have enough chips to cash to avoid any trouble. All right. Well, I do have to tell Carol that Coco has been turned, though. Cannot be avoided. I'll leave out the part about um, the deputy. Good for now. I will add it to things I have to research for this evening. All right, well, well, I got to make a call. I'll see you around. Yes, I will. I will see you soon. Coco, as you're walking back to the Forever 21, you'll see a guy come in through one of the doors out to the parking lot and break into a, not quite a run, but definitely a little bit more than a jog as he's running towards you, towards the food court. It's a rather attractive African-American gentleman, looks about 27 or so years old. Do I know him or recognize him at all? He looks like the guy that delivered you food the other day. Oh, is it that hot guy? It is. And he just gives you a little wave as he runs past you towards the food court. Uh, rubberneck hard. And just stop for a minute. You will see him get into the food court, pause, look around for a moment, and then jog over to the table that Missy is sitting at. As he approaches Missy, he sees that her mouth is moving. She is talking. There is an argument already occurring. And uh, when she sees him, she just stands up and just starts pacing, just looking at him like she just doesn't know where to begin. She is just so mad. Eventually, though, she'll stop and get right up in his face, and she will bare her fangs. And she will say, you disobeyed me. He breaks down. Uh, this is causing a little bit of a scene in front of everybody. Like, the, the watchmen are just kind of looking at him. And he drops to, to his knees in front of you. So he's on not quite an even level with you. And he starts just kind of apologizing for something that he doesn't know is wrong. Just, no, I, whatever I did, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. What, just let me know what I screwed up and I can fix it. I, we can make this good. It'll be all right. You were supposed to keep an eye on her and I find her sleeping in an alley. I, I just saw her like, like two days ago. She seemed fine. Two days ago? You are supposed to check on her every day. I, 
You are of no use to me if you don't follow my order. If you don't do what I say, there's no reason to have you here. Tears in his eyes. No, it's not. Sorry, it won't happen again. There was just. It's a really busy day with all of the the apps, and then I was trying to save some money to get you something nice, and then it just it didn't it didn't happen. I thought it wouldn't be so bad to just not go by one day. You will go, and you will find her, and you will get her back yeah. into her apartment, and you will watch her every day. And if this happens again, well, I think you know what happens if it happens again. It won't happen again. Please. And he is on his knees kind of shuffling toward to kind of hug you around the, the waist and thigh area without getting back up. No, no, she'll take her foot and kind of kick it at him, pushing him away. Go now. On his one hand spins and into like a like a little three point runner's stance as he stands up as he starts running back the other direction. And Coco, you will watch as this time it is a run. I step back and make sure I'm well out of his way and just watch the shit show. Oh, it is it is ugly. Tears are coming out of his face and he's very, very upset. And just not even like pushes open the door, just kinda of does that thing where you slam into it and your body weight just keeps pushing it open. Once he's out the door, I just turn and look at Missy with this like questioning what the f- Fuck, look on my face. Missy goes back and sits at the table where Cheshire. And then just keep walking back on my way down to the Forever 21. Like, what world am I in right now? This is insane. Good survival instinct. Cheshire will say to Missy, you should eat him. If he does it again, I will. He licks his lips as he turns the page. You should find me one to eat. She's going to pull out her phone and text Jimbo. Your house guest is hungry. He wants you to feed him. Jimbo doesn't have a phone. How are you texting him? God damn it, Jimbo. He has a beeper. God, I hate you. A pager. That can so show text messages. All right, well, he just reads it. He can't respond. <laughs> I imagine at this point you're in the pawn shop, probably even in the little phone booth. Pocket buzzes. You're like, huh. But, you know, you got to talk to Carol. Yeah, it's important. And as you make your phone call, it rings a few times. Then she answers the phone. Jimmy, how good to hear from you. Yeah, it's uh, just, you know, missing your voice. I have some interesting news. Well, of course you remember the artist Coco. Familiar. Yeah. Uh, last night she became a kindred. A gangrel. Silence on the other side of the phone for a second. Well, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Huh? She was just abandoned. So we had to take her in. You know, following the tenants, making sure she doesn't do anything too stupid. So, uh, she's here at the mall if you ever want to see her. Um, but, uh, also thought you should know. How is she taking it? Terribly. 
I'm quite enjoying it, actually. Jimmy, that's not very nice of you. I know, I know. But a gangrel? Eh. As is their way to just eat and run. Yeah. What do you think we should do with her? You know the rules, you know the laws. Yep, there's the meeting coming up at the uh, Halloween party, the Elysium or whatever. Yep, the mandatory Elysium. So I was going to bring her to Elysium and uh, introduce her to the prince and let her decide what to do with her. Well, our prince is very keen on the rules, but there have been a lot of rules being broken recently. Yeah, well, I'm going to follow them because I don't like getting in trouble. That's why you're a good boy, Jimmy. Thanks. I also hear there's been a handful of disturbances down there by the mall. Is everything okay? We believe there's someone trying to take some turf from our barony, but we're investigating. Well, that just wouldn't be very nice of them. It wouldn't. Yeah, that we found out one of the killings recently happened near where we found Coco. So we're thinking her sire might be a, uh, involved in trying to take our turf. Still no idea who that is, though. So it would be like you would think about not telling her, but then it would kind of come to your mind of like, you know what? It's Carol, though. She's she's pretty great. She wouldn't do anything untoward with this information. Yep. Yeah. So the, look, we don't know for certain, but we have like a lead that we're trying to follow. Um, we found out it's a white gangrel, like a white haired gangrel, which is one of the deputies. You know, we're not certain, though. Be very interested to know where Elizabeth was at that time. Yeah, we're uh, trying to figure it out. Do you wonder what the dear sheriff would have to say about this situation and what his deputies would do and what were to happen if, say, said deputy would get in trouble and then lose her position? Oh, that wouldn't be good. She would probably attack us because it'd be our fault. She'd probably link it to us ratting her out. Maybe. It's possible, dependent upon what else she's done. If she's blatantly breaking the masquerade and leaving a trail of bodies in your domain and then embracing and siring someone with without permission, those are very dangerous accusations. You know, she may end up staked for a long period of time or worse. She may have to meet the sun. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably find out at Elysium. What exactly happens if it was her? Because there could be others. I don't know every gangrel. I try to avoid them. I see that I've taught you well. All right, well, I figured you should know, as you are an important person. Oh, you're too nice to me, Jimmy. I leave it to you. If you feel like it is necessary for me to come by, I will. I will do so. Otherwise, we will wait for Elysium. Yeah, I think waiting for Elysium is best. She'll probably do something stupid when you're around. Well, I hope not. She had such potential. Yeah, but I'd rather wait until she has a few more days of unknowing what being kindred means. 
and what not to do before meeting one of her biggest idols. Just silence for a moment. Do you think you could get her to drink from you? Sure, probably. Because right now she doesn't know anything, right? Yeah. What better way to ensure her loyalty? I mean, if I'm being honest, I've never had anyone, another kindred drink from me. Oh, it's almost as good as feeding. It's just a little different. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. I know you won't disappoint me, Jimmy. Yeah. Anyway, I should probably get going. I have things to do tonight. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You as well. And she will hang up. <sighs> Bit of a buzzkill. Jimmy leaves the phone booth and contemplates on being fed on. While we break from that contemplation, Missy, are you doing anything else with Cheshire? After your little scene scalding your pet? No, no. She's just going to kind of sit there until she calms down and then, yeah, she'll just sit there for a while. But it does remind me, Jimmy, you do have that text message on your beeper. I don't know if you would check it after getting off of your phone. Oh, he completely forgot about it because of the horrible, horrible news of having to contemplate. So he just ignores it because he forgot. Art, do you wonder if you bugged that phone or do you know if you bugged that phone? Of course I bugged that phone. I'm going to be pulling those logs later and swearing up a storm. I guess we'll pop over to Coco for a second as you get into this Forever 21. The nice thing is, is there are still some racks that you could hang these freshly purchased clothes and stuff on. I know that was kind of what I was thinking. And I also got um, like those rolls of brown cardboard paper stuff. Like a butcher's paper? Yeah. So I could cover up the windows and have a little privacy. Sure. So, yeah, cleaning montage. Been a lot of montages tonight for you. Yeah. Well, you know, shopping, cleaning, rearranging, all that things kind of go together. So. Anything else you're doing? Are you coming back out of there tonight or are you just staying in there? And I don't want to hang out with them. I was promised a bed. I'm getting a bed. I'm staying away from that whole fight scene. I think I'm good. Art, do you have anything else to wrap out the evening before you get your downloads? I need to run those cards, as we discussed previously. Sure. I will find a cot for now for Coco that I will take up to her in a while. I will download phone logs, etc., etc. I will check on our guest to make sure he has not moved. I still have to set up meeting to change him over. The busy life of a Nosferatu. The busy life of a Nosferatu. I also need to send message to Baron Abishai about that thing. And I need to do some research for mischief. So many things. Be very busy tonight. Very, very busy. Let me pop over the Missy and then we'll wrap up your information. Missy, are you going to help Cheshire feed? No, it's Jimbo's problem, and I told Jimbo about it. Okay, well, 
it's been a while and Jimbo has not responded to you or seemingly done anything. Unless do, do you go back to the food court after your phone call, Jimmy, or do you go somewhere else? Yeah, he heads back to the food court, but he heads back upstairs to his Taco Bell. It's clearly I'm done for the night. Yeah, it seems that way. But we can see him go up there, right? Yep. Oh, then, yeah, she'll go Cheshire. Him. Go talk to him about finding something to eat. And then she'll get up and walk away. Cheshire will pick up the book that he's reading. He will put it under his arm, but he does it in the way that the pages open and it gets a little bent as they're not quite, he's just completely mistreating this book and goes upstairs and comes around the corner right as Jimmy is got his hand on the door. Jimmy, you hear a, a small noise as the book is just kind of unceremoniously tossed onto the counter or whatever it is right next to him. And Cheshire is looking at you with a predatory look in his eyes. Hey, hey, what's up? She said I should come to you for food. Ah, that's right. That's... Mm. Looks over Cheshire and he clearly looks like he needs a snack. Yeah. Um... Yes, I'll figure something out. Um, do you have a type? Like, what do you like? He pauses for a second, as clearly never really thought about it like that before. They're all cattle. They are all food. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, okay, we need to find someone, and you need to try to not to take the last spark of life from them. Can you at least try not to? He rolls it around in his head as he takes a couple of steps forward. I am not that hung. And as this is yours, I will not consume them all tonight. All right, I'll go get someone. And Jimmy will grab someone from his herd? Sure, you just want to give him a, a one dot off your herd? Yeah. Cool. So you bring this person back. Who are they? It's Doug. He's not a bad guy. He's kind of just blends in. Doesn't cause any issues, so hoping it doesn't go too bad, but he's a little strung out right now, so he's easy to convince to bring upstairs. Sure. And it seems as though, almost out of nowhere, that Cheshire was not here, but now is here, as though they were using a obfuscate of some kind. And he just jumps onto Doug. He sinks his fangs in and just, ah! It is savage, and it is brutal. Jimmy makes sure he doesn't go too far. Or when it looks like he might go too far, he's going to try and push off. A little bit of a shove. They're both on the ground. Cheshire rolls. And he looks up. His fangs are still bare. There's still blood all over his mouth. And he looks in and then from you to his meal that he was interrupted from. 
Look, if you're still really hungry, we can try and find someone else. I can't make any guarantees. But you need to lick this guy's wounds, and we'll send him on his way. Small samples from a bunch of different people. He thinks about it for a long second, and as you can see Doug laying on the ground here, blood still coming out from the wounds in his neck. On hands and feet, walking kind of sideways, leaving his eyes on you, and then flicking back to Doug. He will spider or crab walk his way over, grab Doug roughly by the hair, and then eyes staring at you the whole time, lick the neck. It feels as though he's thinking about whether or not you should be next. But after doing so, he'll roughly let go of Doug's head, which hits the ground as like a small thud. All right. Good. I want to bring him back downstairs. And uh do you need another one? Or are you good? He doesn't say anything as he walks over to where he left the book, picks it up, and begins reading as he walks. Take your silence as a no. And Jimmy begins walking Doug back downstairs. He's got a bit of a shiner on his head, big lump to start in the form. Yeah, maybe not downstairs. He needs to hide it a bit so it doesn't look like he beat him up. Takes the long way around. And you're able to bring Doug back downstairs, get him a ice pack or something along those lines to to help him out. Yeah. And then cutting over to Art to finish out the night as he begins to download all of his things and do some of his internet searching. What two things do you want to start on tonight? The first thing I will start on, if... Uh... It is not separate. We'll be running those cards. That will be important in the short term. Not a problem. It's so easy to focus when you have no hunger, isn't it? Uh, for the most part, yes. So you will have a dot of resources that you can just kind of blow on whatever you want. That's just kind of floating about. Excellent. Uh, and also, you have your two extra snacks. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Okay, that being done, I know Mischief has things she wants me to look at. I will get to that in the morning. I need to review security footage from what I was taking for where Cheshire sleeps. And I am going to have Calvin on speed dial. I have an offer he would like to hear. Missy, do you think that Art has Calvin's number? Art finds a way of getting all the info. I mean, he probably gives you the phone, so he probably has Calvin's number. Yeah, I'm sure if he's ever taken my phone to do something, he's looked at the contacts, so he's gotten it. Yeah. Terrible thing to say, as accurate as it is. Are you calling Calvin tonight, or are you just... It depends on what I find with the security footage. But I think this is a good place to fade to black. Dun dun dun. Yeah, that we found out one of the killings recently happened near where we found. 
Coco. So we're thinking her sire might be a, uh, involved in trying to take our turf. Still no idea who that is, though. Ooh, can you roll me something? Yeah, I know. I know. To lie to her. Um, charisma plus subterfuge? Is that that what it is? There's an actual, like, resist the the blood bond roll. Oh, crap. Yeah, I'm probably going to fail this. I mean, he wants to tell her. He just knows he shouldn't. But why not? It's it's Carol. It's fine. Yeah. Resolve plus intelligence versus bond strength. Yeah. I think the bond strength was pretty high. It was five. Resolve plus intelligence. Here we go. I don't think I even have five. You dice. are allowed to to rouse the blood to get an extra die if you want. Yes, because I do have, have four dice. I rouse, and I fail. You get hungrier. That's fine. But you get your extra die. So that's uh, five dice. Jeez. Are you calling Calvin tonight, or are you just... It depends on what I find with the security footage, but I think this is a good place to fade to black. Dun, dun, dun. What did you want with the security footage for the people that listen to this on Raw? So what I'm going to do, and Raw folks, you're, you're going to love this. So I'm making sure that there's a pattern in when Cheshire sleeps and when he wakes up. And if there is a point where I'm going to be able to do it, I'm going to convince Calvin to stake Cheshire and drag him out of there so I can take care of him when I get up. Oh, fuck. Because if Calvin fails, well, he's not mine, and Missy's already pissed at him. But if he succeeds, it means I've made a chicken nugget, a catfish nugget, for Missy to consume later. This is all terrible, wonderful, and I'm so happy to get back into this tonight. <laughs> I I have plans within plans. I, I need to get this stuff moving because I've been sitting on it trying to get COC done. And now it's done. And now I get to be a true bastard. It's true. <laughs> this Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.